0: to talk about hope and basically i'm talking about uh, faith i usually don't as a, as a young christian uh, uh, still young christian i don't like talking about faith very much because as i was growing up in the faith i heard the word faith 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 and i used to wonder do i have faith I don't, what is this and uh, i decided to ignore it and just keep going and uh, just believe God's word. But we really need to understand uh, the principles of faith so that we're not tossed to and fro by everything that comes around, everything that we hear. You get afraid and, you know, wondering what the devil is doing and all of that stuff. I think we need to grow up. We need to leave all of that stuff and really trust God. I know there is a God, and that God is in your life. If you're living for God, you're not perfect, I'm not perfect, but this all started with him. And he loves us, he cares for us, and like a good father, he'll take care of us. He'll take care of our needs. All he's asking for is, trust me. Just trust me. Even when it doesn't make sense, trust me. I know what I'm doing, I'm doing it for you for your benefit that's why we need to understand the principles of faith I know this coming Sunday I won't be able to go back to that message is coming uh, Christmas is getting close so we gotta talk about Mary (laughs) 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 and the newborn baby is no longer a baby Uh, but we want to talk about faith tonight uh, hope tonight and so we can you know know the difference between hope and faith I think in First Corinthians chapter 13 it says there now abide chapter 12 abides hope, faith faith, hope and love but love is the greatest of them all now Christians are very familiar with love, agape love, they know what that is and we do know what faith is but we don't know very much about what hope is and why are these three the greatest of them all patience is not mentioned but these are the three great ones faith, hope and love the greatest is love but we know about the other two, love and faith our Father I would just ask that your spirit will speak to us tonight and help us to stand firm on your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you know that God is called the God of hope? Now God of faith is the God of hope. If you don't have hope in your life, God is out. If you lose hope concerning anything that's going on in your life and many times because we live on the earth there's going to be a lot of negative things coming at you constantly. I'm dealing with them, you're dealing with them. It's your attitude towards those things that's going to determine the outcome and what your future with regards to those things will be. But you have a God with you. God is called the God of hope. Romans chapter 15 verse 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Fill you, the God of hope, that's who you believe in. He is the God of hope. Let him fill you with joy and peace as you believe. That you may abound in what? In hope again that you may abound in hope by the power of the holy spirit so this hope we're talking about is not just i hope so or when the cloud the cloud is really dark and and you know it's going to rain and you don't want it to rain you're really sure it's going to rain and you say i hope it's not going to rain today but you're looking at the sky you know he's going to rain but you hope it won't rain i just wishful thinking that's not the kind of hope the Bible is talking about. God is not the God of that kind of hope. It's a very different kind of hope. So God is the God of hope and he wants you to be filled with joy and peace. But then he also wants you to abound in His hope that we're talking about. Because this hope will make you. It's a very serious matter here with hope. So, what is biblical hope? What does it mean? That is, expecting the best in all things, regardless. That's what biblical hope is. We will share from the word of God. When the Bible uses the word hope, he's saying, expect the best in all things, no matter what's going on. Expect the outcome to be for your benefit, no matter what it is. Even if it appears really bad, even if it doesn't make sense, it seems like you're going to die, expect the best of it when it's all over. That's biblical hope. Does it make sense right now? It's different from faith in that you, faith is like now. It's going to be now. God is going to do it. I believe God right now. Now the hope is, it's not going to happen right now. It's in the future, but you are waiting for it with anticipation. You can't wait to get there. That's the biblical hope. It's not like, I hope so, I wish, oh, but I'm afraid. it Well, no, that's what i talking about. You just can't wait for that time to come when you have it in your hand. You are so optimistic. You're so filled with joy. That's what it's talking about. in hope, full of joy. And you got peace as well when you got this hope in you. When you're restless, you lost hope. When you're wondering and asking a lot of questions, you, you're losing hope. When you meet Christians, you're asking a lot of questions, especially the why, why, why. I don't like to talk like that these days. I don't, I don't. If I'm doing that, I'm talking to God. I'm not talking to another person. I don't like the whys anymore. Because it gets me nowhere. I, I ask the question why, I still don't get any answer. So why am I asking the question? I just want to know and hold on to hope. That's the key. Hope, biblical hope. And it's based only on the word of God. Biblical hope is optimism based only on the word of God. All things will turn out right For me. No doubt about it. It doesn't matter what's going on. And I'm going to show you from the scripture. Even if it's negative. God is doing something. He wants you to stand in faith. So you don't lose hope. Is that, that important? And it's based on what the scripture already says. All things will turn out right. All things will turn out best for you. Expecting the best in all things. All things work together for what? For good. All things. That's the basic. The basis for this. No matter what's going on, it's going to turn out well for me. I use if you can believe that, you got it settled with God. You're trusting God. You got faith. Because you got faith in the beginning. Is the hope that comes between the faith and the time you receive whatever you are believing God for. You're still believing. That's where your hope needs to stand. And you need to stay strong in hope. And believe in the God of hope. And believe in hope. God will come through. All things work together for good. Them that love God. And for those who are called according to his purpose. If God has called you to himself. He, has a, he can call you with a purpose. Amen. And that purpose is good. It can't be bad. If it's bad, it's not from God. He doesn't know how to do anything bad. He only knows what to do, what's good. And if he called you, he has a future for you. So the negative things that are happening, all the problems and all the questions you have, if you stay and trust God and rejoice in hope, it will turn out for the best for your life, the best for your family, the best for your children. It's when we lose hope that we really allow Satan to come in. That's just the truth. We let him come in with the words we're saying. We open the door. So you got to train yourself how to think. You have to train yourself how to talk. I have to do it. You have to do it. So we shut the door against the enemy. What you need to know is this Everything like I said Work for your good And if it's negative If God allows it into your life It's only temporary Only temporary It's it's doing the work for you I will share from the scriptures. If it's negative, even though it's painful and you have to go through it, there is a thing called perseverance. Even though it's negative, that thing, according to the scripture, is actually working for you for your benefit in the future. Otherwise, the word of God means nothing. Second Corinthians chapter 4. The last Sunday I went I went to verse 18, but I'm going to start from verse 17. It says, For our light affliction, our light affliction, regardless of what you're going through. Now, remember what Paul had to go through in life? It was not light affliction for him. Now we're not talking about disease here, we're talking about troubles in life. It says the Bible calls it a light affliction, which is brought for a moment. Whatever you're going through is only for a moment. You go, you're alive. You've been through a whole lot of troubles until you got here tonight. All kinds of difficult situations, but you're still alive. And you're still breathing. Things are still okay. They may not be all great, but still things are okay. You've been through it. No matter what you're going through in life, the scripture makes it very clear. As a child of God, it's only for a moment. Now, day in the eyes of God is like a thousand years. So when he says the moment, he defines the moment, you know. I can't define it. It's not like you blink and it's over. But he's saying, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, just for that moment, is working for us. Your trouble is working for you. Those are not my words. Amen? That's why I like to use scriptures. Because you hear a preacher speak. And you say, well, that's what he thinks. No. These are the words of God. The troubles you're going through. No matter what it is. Sickness. Whatever it is. is—is working for you. For your good. All things work together for what? For good. All things. All things. The affliction is only Temporary. It's just for a moment. He's working for us a far more exceeding and internal weight of glory. He's going to make your reward both here on earth and in heaven greater. When you sow, you reap, right? So those troubles, if you have a good attitude and have an understanding of what God is doing, He doesn't explain it to you. But he's already cooking something behind the scene for your, for your good. And you want to think about Joseph. I mean, I mentioned this, but it, it's a good example. Joseph had a dream. God gave him a dream in the Old Testament while he was still a little boy. You are going to reign. But the process was different. He had to go through different difficult times but God was not coming down to explain to him don't worry Joseph I'm going to make you uh, next to Pharaoh tomorrow. He had no clue that every step of the way God was cooking something for his benefit. Amen. And his trouble was just, just everything he was going through was to get him to where God wanted him to be. He didn't, really, he didn't understand that. But for many of us, we will be complaining. I told God, you gave me a dream. How come I'm, I'm in this well? I'm going to die. I thought that was you that spoke to me. I could swear it was you that drank it. you spoke to me. Now I'm a slave. Now I, oh, well, he's getting better. I'm getting to be a real good slave. You're going to say that that's not what I was in the dream. Then he winds up with a life sentence in jail. But that was the path that God was preparing for him to get to the summit. But we complain and grumble and grumble our way, our way out of God's plan for our life. That's what's going What we go through is only working for you. It worked for Joseph and he get, he got his crown of glory. Amen? He did. So no matter what you're going through, realize or Just settle it in your heart. All things work together for good. If you're trusting God, you've prayed, you've done all you know to do, and things are not turning around, just sit and wait. And rejoice because God is preparing something for you. It's going to be great. It's your attitude that's going to determine what happened, what the outcome will be. Then he says, Why we do not, That's after that verse 17, Your troubles, your afflictions, For a moment, they're working for you. Then he says, Why would do not look at the things which are sin. Sin, the troubles you're going through, Your light afflictions. That's what he's saying. Don't look to them. Don't look to those things. They're working for you. Don't pay them attention while they're working for you. You mind your business worshipping your God and praising Him. That's your job. And thanking Him for what He's doing even though you don't understand what's going on. Why would you not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen? For the things which are seen are temporary. Goes back to this for a moment. They are temporary. But we like to focus on what we are going through and we make that so big until God becomes so small. And we don't know what he's doing behind the scene. He is a father. He said this very clearly, if you earthly fathers being evil, did Jesus say that? He called us evil? Yeah, he did. It says, if you earthly fathers being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? You're evil and you still know how to do some good stuff for your kids. What about your heavenly father? So he works all things together for our good. The believers don't talk that way. I'm not even sure if they believe that. We focus more on what we're going through. We analyze it, we make it big, and we want everybody to know, I'm going through this big stuff. And we magnify it, and, and, and then the question, the what follows after that, is I wonder why this is happening. I wonder why God is allowing this to happen. Why are you the one allowing it? If he's allowing it, he's for your good. Then why are you complaining about it? If he allows it, he's going to be for a moment, and his word is already told you, he's working for you. These things that you call affliction, these things that you call trouble, they are working for your, for your good. They are working for you. If you have somebody that is working to promote you, will you, will you dismiss the person? I will say, come closer, help. Stay there. Keep doing what you're doing until I get way up there. Amen? That would be hard to do, right? But we need to stay with the scriptures Not how we think That's why the Bible says That we should renew our minds Because our ways Are just very different from his ways We stay with his ways Many times it's so hard When we are so used to doing things In a certain way It takes a while to really turn Jesus puts it this way A man who is used to drinking uh, Old wine doesn't quickly accept new wine, he said, because he says the old is better. You see, we're so used to thinking this one way, and we're so settled, maybe the way we're taught, from beginning, and we have all these things we have deep in, so inside our spirits, we are not willing to, to let God begin to be God in our lives. And we keep repeating the same thing that we see everybody else has done. Uh, We need to stop all of those things And really go back to the word of God We are letting ourselves To be run by our senses And the things that we see And other people's experience And all of that And so we are running to and fro Never settled Constantly worried About today and the future And all of that We need to rest He's a good father Amen I can tell you the truth He is a good father I think we are making it difficult for Him to really be good to us. Because of we don't understand Him and we don't know how much He loves us and we don't know how much He wants to bless us. We're constantly running. He's like, I'm going to bless you, but then you're back there. And He reaches out, you're way back here again. In our words, in our actions, in our attitude, we just accept it you know, these days, I've come to know, I already know this, He's not my righteousness, He's not the good things, It's not the prayer time, He's nothing. He's, he's nothing that I'm doing. He His righteousness. Amen? I don't depend on any kind of, by the grace of God, any kind of good things I'm supposedly doing, Bible study, or that's nonsense. My Bible study is just to help me know who God is it just doesn't make me, it doesn 't make any difference. I depend only on His righteousness that he 's given to me that 's the best and I thank Him for his righteousness. Amen. And so if you want to look for fault you 'll find, but that 's not what, who i really, that 's not me. What I got is His righteousness, and that 's good enough for me. And because I have His righteousness, the benefits that comes with His righteousness I have to have. I have His. He gave it to me. It was a gift, I receive it with thanks. Amen? Much thanks. It's mine. You can't take that from me. I got it. Don't mean I have to act silly and living like, uh, someone who doesn't know God. However, I won't depend on the way I live. I depend on what he's giving to me. And what he's giving to me is so at work in my life, helping me to do what is right. And that's the good part of it. But we are not supposed to focus on the things that we are seeing. And that's what Christians do. If you go to my country, and I'm tell those of them in my country, uh, you know that. There was a time all we did was deliverance. Deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. And people kept going back. You deliver them today, they go back for deliverance the next day. Because all they thought about was just the enemy. I just don't like doing that. Because the enemy, as far as I'm concerned, is nothing. That's just the truth. I don't don't care one thing about... I'm more concerned about pleasing Jesus than I'm concerned about what Satan is doing. Why should I be concerned about what he's doing? I only have one focus in Him just Jesus as long as I'm focused on Him and what He tells me Satan can do nothing about it He prepares a table before me, where? in the presence of my enemies they can be around they are always around to me it's not a news that Satan is trying to attack me, I mean if he's not attacking me he's stupid that's true Once you get born again, guess what? He's going to attack you. That's normal. The Bible says, don't think it's strange. Right? You are his target. Whether you are asleep or awake, you are his target. He's coming after you. Every one of us. He, He doesn't go to sleep. He's constant. If you're going to live by what he's trying to do, you won't go to sleep yourself. But Jesus takes care of him. He doesn't sleep. I'm okay. Amen? I don't have to worry about what he's doing. I have to worry about what Jesus is doing. That's what my, where my focus is. What Jesus is doing. How I can get to know him better. Amen? How I can hide in him and in him hide in God. No one can touch me. Amen? This is just the truth. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> The God, according to the scriptures, He f- forms a hedge around your family, right? Yeah. If you're serving Him, who's going who's to remove that edge from there? That's if I did it, right? Those that are with us are more than those that are with them. That's just the way I see it. I don't have to be afraid of anything Uh, Certainly not the devil, not this time. Jesus whipped him real good. Jesus whipped him real good. The Bible tells us that. He spoiled principalities and power. And he made a show of it, of their defeat openly. So the world can see it. And we belong to him. We have his DNA. There was a time I used to be afraid of the devil no more. I'm more afraid of what I do today in my own personal life in God than anything else. It's how, what my attitudes are, how I relate to God, my devotion to Him, that's where my concern is. Really. That's where my fear is. And my constant prayer is God keep me true to you. That's all I need. Him, Ah, no, no need. Jesus is big enough for me. Amen. He should be big enough for you He'll take care of you I really He's going to take care of you And if you're going through difficulty Difficult times Don't pay attention Pay attention to what the world is saying Don't look to those things that are sin Hard for us to do Because we're humans We see these things We want to talk about them We want to dwell on them And you get disappointed You know Because you have some kind of expectation The message is never let go of hope No matter what's going on Don't let go of your hope Because if you let go of your hope You let go of God God is the God of hope And those things that are happening Besides that Those things that are happening in your life God allowed them to work for you Amen They are working for you For your good they are there, even though it may be painful at this time. If the word of God is true, they are helping you to reach where God wants you to go. That's what you're doing. And we have to have the right perspective in, in, in all of these things. I would like to read uh, Romans chapter 8, just to let you know what we're talking about. Hope again is hope in things that you can't see. Just like faith. <laughs> it's the same thing. Romans chapter 8 verse 24 and 25, it says, for we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hopes for what he sees? I mean, if you already can feel it and if you already can touch it, there's no need to hope for it. But then this is what it says. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. In other words, eagerly, it's not like, I don't know if it's going to happen. You're waiting for it. That's the kind of hope we're talking about. It's optimistic. You're waiting for it. Eagerly waiting. Oh God, maybe it's today. Maybe it's tomorrow. I don't know, but I can wait. It is coming. And you can persevere. You can go through difficult times knowing... That hope is going to be in your hands before long. That's what the scripture is saying. If you already have it, then there is no need for hope. But while it's still not seen, you're hoping in what is not seen. And you stay with that hope, and you let hope abound in your life, by the power of the Holy Spirit, who is going to make, bring birth, uh, give birth to whatever you're hoping for but when you turn loose of hope which will very soon quickly will let i, I don't think it is going to happen i've had situations you know uh, it doesn't bother me at all don't complain i've had uh, situations where um, a family will call me and say please we heard this come to the hospital we need you to come and pray for a uh, sick uh, sick brother uh, there's no members of our church you know and I'll go and uh, I'm about while I'm waiting for time to pray for this person they are making funeral arrangements well, it's not funny but I hear them talking about have you done this have you talked to the funeral home director and all of, and they're saying okay brother good luck we need you to pray and I'm thinking, what should I pray I don't know what to say how should I pray about this they want me to pray for the sick so the person can be healed at the same time they have paid the funeral director money to do the job so I pray Lord your will be done amen and I walk away (laughs) but I'm just a man but if you were God how would you you looking from above how would you feel about what's going on here, one side we're saying we're believing and the other side we're saying something and making arrangements arrangement for something totally different. And then if you ask him, are you really trusting God for healing? Oh yes, brother. Oh yes. The Lord can do anything. A oh, liar. <laughs> you know you're not believing. You already changed your mind. That's why this thing is so complex. Very complex. And... um You just have to know what you know and stay with God's Word and the Word will build you. I know God's Word will never disappoint. God's Word will never disappoint. The more joy, I I think I had to persuade myself more that there is a God. We are all in the the same thing together. We go through the same struggles. But my key scripture, which is not in the Bible, is I tell myself, God is. Is there? God is. I know there is a God. And so no matter what's coming at me, I know there is a God. And I know to do one thing, just two things. Be faithful in doing what he called me to do. Leave the rest to him. I do what he asked me to do. Leave the rest to him. That's all I care about. And I believe if you do that, like I said on Sunday, he loves faithfulness. So I recognize that. So whether is hot or cold, I'm doing exactly what I believe. What I believe he's called me to do. But he sees all things. He We look on the outside, he looks in the heart. He knows this is what I believe He called me to do, understand? And I do what I know He's called me to do, whether I'm feeling like it or I'm not feeling like it. But He rewards that if you stay faithful and then you don't give up when it comes to His Word. And I think to me it's a very, uh, I was sharing with somebody today and um, tonight, it would be wrong of any believer if you judge God's word based on what you saw happening in my life that's, that's madness do you understand what I'm saying yeah. you can't judge the word of God based on good luck I mean that's stupid I mean who <laughs> who is good luck I, couldn't even, I could even say who is Billy Graham compared to this book in Jesus he's just another man I can't judge God's word based on what happened to Billy Graham. And that's not to remove, not to take anything from the fact that he's a great man of God. Amen? You stay with the word of God and the word of God alone. And let your hope be built on this book and this book alone. I believe that by God's grace, if I can help anybody to trust in this book, it will work. You know, years ago, no years ago, I talked like I've been in the ministry for so long. Now, it's just been a few years back. <laughs> I need to repent on that. It's just been a few years. But when God spoke to me, he said about healing. He said, I want you to go. If you can convince the people to believe my word, I'll heal them. Your job is to convince them. If they believe, I'll heal them every time. So I left. First day, I went out knowing my job is real easy. I would just tell them from the word of God, the way I see it, that God wants to heal them. And then I'll pray for them. I do my part, either I yell or scream, and then let him do the rest. And guess what? From day one, he was right there. The people were healed. They were healed just like that, very quick. And uh, they are surprised, and I'm surprised myself. We we're all together surprised what's going on. That's why He's God. Amen? Amen? I was expecting, I had hope, but when it happens, you get excited, and you, you they shouting, you're shouting yourself. It's exciting to see what God is doing. But the key thing, I made up my mind years ago, because I, I, do, I study a lot, not book, but I study things, researching my mind, what's going on, how people relate to things, and how they're behaving, and all of that. And I just made up my mind, I can't trust me, I can't trust them, I can trust only this book. I'm not going to pay attention to what's going on in anybody anymore. This is all I know. That's what I that's what I decided. I will stay with this book. It doesn't matter what happens before me, this book is so important to me. This is life for me. And you should make it this is this as your life and begin to study not just to know I have head knowledge. But to know, to experience If you find something in the word of God Act on it Experiment on it Check it out and see If God, when, and I know he will Because he's watching his word If you act on it And, he do, and he, I know he will When he does that thing that he promised You will be strengthened in faith And you can trust him For greater things after that and you won't be moved when it doesn't happen at the time that you are wanting it to happen. So it's so important. We are saved by hope. Now, this hope does not disappoint. Read the that scripture, Romans 5 verse 5. Now, hope does not disappoint. In other words, this kind of hope that we're talking about, the God kind of hope, God is the God of hope. Uh, Romans 5 verse 5 says, Now... Hope, in other words, let's settle this now. Hope doesn't disappoint. This kind of hope does not disappoint. The reason is because the love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The Holy Spirit is already there in your heart, in your life. And the Holy Spirit is the one that makes things happen on the earth. He will not disappoint. When we have this kind of hope, God doesn't disappoint. He's the same kind of hope that Abraham had. I know we talk about Abraham having faith, but really he had faith, and then he also relied on hope. That's what the scripture tells us. He believed in hope, right? Um, Romans 4 verse 18, it says, "Who this is about Abraham now, who contrary to hope, Contrary to hope, he in hope believed. So he believed he in this anticipation is going to happen. He believed in hope this God kind of hope, so that he became the father of many nations. According to the what was spoken, so shall you your descendants be. And you can read the whole passage. He believed in hope. And he became strengthened in faith. Read the passage. He believed in hope. Against hope, he believed in hope. And then he became strengthened in faith. And he was able to wait patiently for the promise to be fulfilled. And that's, that's the principle God has laid down for every one of us. If you're going to be successful with him. Because sometimes, most of the times, what you're asking God to do will not happen... In the time that you think It should happen It's usually God's own time And He doesn't explain anything to you That's the key thing He doesn't tell you what's going on He leaves you to just trust Him And through the ups and downs He is not going to ever explain anything. Have you ever read anywhere in the scripture that uh, while Joseph was in Potiphar's home, the Lord appeared to him and said, Joseph, don't worry. I'm I'm still with you. I'm going to take care of you. This is temporary. Have you read anything like that? He doesn't say anything to Joseph. Joseph was alone in a strange land by himself. In a place where no one worshipped his God. But he stayed with his God. We have to draw from all of these examples, from scripture. So the key thing to do is, constantly, because we are humans, the things that are happening to us, this is real practical tonight, it's up and down, today is good, you are happy today, and then before you know, that's why we say Satan is attacking us, something comes. (laughs) It's constant. But you have to deal with them Because God is training you He's working something in your life And so we constantly have to speak to ourselves In other words Speak to your soul Encourage yourself in the Lord Constantly Never allow yourself to get down Because of a situation Don't ever allow it Always encourage yourself Just like David David had an opportunity To be very discouraged When he he took his wife and all his children. But the Bible said, he went in and what did he do? He encouraged himself in the Lord. How? Hope. Hope. I trust you God. He was hoping God, think about it. If you look at the situation, there was no way for David to know that his children were still alive. There was no way for him to know he wasn't there when the enemy came there was no way for him to know that his wife he all his wives were still alive but he hoped that god had kept them alive and he was talking to his god he encouraged himself in his god but god knew david he protected his children and the wives and david said david encouraged himself in the lord after he encouraged himself in the lord then he asked the lord Should I go after them? Would you give them back to me? And God said, go after them. I'll bring everything back to you. Just go. Amen. But when we start speaking to God in discouragement and hopelessness, guess what? You just have a pity party. And God is not, he doesn't want to be a part of your pity party. He's not going to be there. So, we need to trust God and encourage ourselves. Psalm 43 verse 5, David speaking, I believe, Why are you cast down, oh my soul? Have you ever been there? Situations have made you feel kind of down. He says, Why are you cast down, oh my soul? And why are you... Disquieted within me, you, you feel that anxiety, that trouble, and all of that. He speak to yourself when situations like that come, because when you, if you stay in that place, you can't find God for help. He's not. He's not going to be there. He is the God of hope. He walks with hope. When there is hopelessness, God is out. So he was speaking to himself. And we should speak to our souls and encourage ourselves. Why are you cast down, O oh, my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. Amen? Amen? Get rid of all of these feelings. Still trust God. Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him. In other words, he doesn't seem like I can praise him now. Things will go turn out best. That's what he's saying. Things will work out right for me. And I will be in his house just praising him. I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. So we need to speak to ourselves. Encouraging ourselves no matter what the situation is. We want to encourage ourselves. Amen? Amen. I could go through uh, people that really believe God in hope. But let me say this. When situations are really bad, really, really bad, where I believe God understands, in human terms, there is nothing to hold on to. And he knows for us normally as humans who will give up, if you will hold on to a little hope, God will come through for you. Amen. It's when we completely give up. That's when it's over. I, uh, I've learned something just watching people who are sick. Uh, and somebody told me this when I went to pray for her. I, I believe that for a believer, this is just my belief. You don't die until you're ready to go. I know there are accidents and all of that, but I just don't believe that for the believer. Really, that's just what I believe, that there is a purpose why you are here, and until that purpose is fulfilled, unless you let it, you're not going anywhere. Nothing can take you out of this place. I don't care what the problem is. That's what I believe. But I do know that, and I say, watch people who are sick, I mean terminally healed, sick people sometimes they are fighting and they stay alive keep a good attitude but because of the pain as the pain increases they finally get to a place where it's not worth it right? it's not worth going through the pain in their mind it's better to die than to go through the pain am I making sense? and sometimes they feel like they're bothering everybody else causing trouble for the family and they're wasting family money and the retirement money is going, it's useless being alive. They consider I'm not going to get better even if I get better I may not be able to do anything anymore. Guess what they do? They give up. That's what I've observed. I was in a hospital in a, um, the woodlands, I was supposed to pray for a lady, and she told me uh, clearly, she said, I, Pastor, I don't want you to pray for me to be healed. <laughs> I want to die. I want to be free from this pain. I was shocked, you know. I said, really? So my question was, are you sure you're ready to meet the Lord? She says, yes, I'm ready. I said, okay, that's fine. He says, I'm telling you now, I don't want you to pray for me too. (laughs) That was one situation that was uh, different for me because she was clear to me she didn't want to leave. But I have known from experience, it doesn't happen every time, but whenever I'm praying for somebody and I feel heat all over my body, mm, I know something is happening. most cases, before that time, I know God has healed them. I don't feel it, I don't look for it, but once I feel that... I can be sure that person is healed. And I felt that heat, and it confused me because as far as I was concerned, this person (laughs) wants to die. So I didn't talk that way. I talked to the person who called me to go to minister. Well, she said she doesn't want to leave, but guess what? She really came out of the hospital. She came out, God healed her, got out. But the point I want to make, I learned a lesson there. It's the pain that gets them to the place where they are willing to let go. Right. The pain. And the inconveniences they are giving to a lot of people. The human spirit is just like God's spirit. It's pretty pretty strong. Healing comes through our spirit. If we believe God, the Holy Spirit strengthens our spirit and we're healed. And so we need to stay with God's word and, and learn these life le- uh, lessons from the word of God it makes it very comfortable to me uh, my sister, many of you know she also died of cancer here and uh, but I do know that there were times I prayed with her and the pain was completely gone uh, we had communion service you heard her testify and the pain was gone but when she was in Nigeria I talked to her and uh, she made a few statements, I knew the end was nigh. Because she was tired of the pain. And I don't blame her for being tired of the pain. I, all of those things I don't understand. But the lesson that I'm drawing for, for that is whatever the enemy is doing is, this is the extreme case, whatever he's doing in your life He's trying to get you to a place Where you completely give up hope It's over And once you get there God will allow it It's over What it's With regards to your children Okay You give up hope It's over You've turned them loose For the enemy It's not going to Or it's happening to your mate Over It's over All your children, whatever. Your money, your business. Once you give up, is over. But remember what the scripture says, and I'll close with this. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent ones take it by force. So you never give up. Amen? Amen? Stand up with me tonight. We ought to like I say live like Jesus on the earth. Amen. We are like little Christ here. We take his place today. Amen. We are the ones to show the ones to show the world what Jesus was like when he was here. And we can't live in fear. He never lived in fear. He was a master. We are learning to be more like Jesus. Amen. We're not there yet, but we want to be more like Him. And that's our goal. That's why we study the word to be more like Him. Not just to read scriptures so you can quote scriptures. Just to be like Jesus and not to be afraid of anything because God is with us. If God be for you, no one can be against you. He's going to be okay. Whatever you want in life, you can have. How? I don't know. When? I don't know. But you need to believe God for something bigger than yourself. Amen? Amen. Something that you can do for yourself. So that when others see it after he's been done, they know to give him glory. Jesus said they will see what's happening in your life, and they will give glory to God. Amen. I like that to happen to, my, to me. And I like that to happen to you. Father, I thank you for your word. Your word will not return to you void. We can rest. We can rest in your word. Because you are. And I know, Lord, it's your will to, to care for all of your children. We stand firm on your promises and and in your love we are protected. You are our refuge. You are our hiding place. Your word says no weapon formed against us will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us in judgment you have condemned. You said it is the heritage of the servants of our God. And you said our righteousness is from you. And we thank you for that, oh God. We love you. We rest in you. We rest in your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful night.